Just so you know. Okay, I think we're good. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Let us admit to God the sin which always confronts us. Lord God, we have sinned against you. We have done evil in your sight. We are sorry and repent. Have mercy on us according to your love. Wash away our wrongdoing and cleanse us from our sin. Renew a right spirit within us and restore us to the joy of your salvation. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Dear friends, God, who was rich in mercy, loved us even when we were dead in sin and made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. May Almighty God strengthen you with power through the Holy Spirit, so that Christ may live in your hearts through faith. Amen. Thy great name we praise. 
unresting, unhasting, and silent as night. Nor wanting, nor wasting, thou rulest in might. Thy justice like mountains, high soaring above. Thy clouds, which are fountains of goodness and love. To all life thou givest, to both great and small. In all life thou livest, the true life of all. We blossom and flourish like leaves on the tree, and wither and perish, but not changeth thee. Thou reignest in glory, thou dwellest in light. Thine angels adore thee, all veiling their sight. All loud we would render, O help us to see. Tis only the splendor of light hideth thee. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you.
Let us pray. O God, through suffering and rejection, you bring forth our salvation. And by the glory of the cross, you transform our lives. Grant that for the sake of the gospel, we may turn from the lure of evil and take up our cross. Following your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. start from the top. The Lord God has given me the tongue of a teacher that I may know how to sustain the weary with a word. Morning by morning he wakens, wakens my ear to listen as those who are taught. The Lord God has opened my ear and I was not rebellious. I did not turn backward. I gave my back to those who struck me and my cheeks to those who pulled out the beard. I did not hide my face from insult and spitting. The Lord God helps me. Therefore, I have not been disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like flint, and I know that I shall not be put to shame. He who vindicates me is near. Who will contend with me? Let us stand up together. Who are my adversaries? Let them confront me. It is the Lord God who helps me. Who will declare me guilty? We'll read the psalm responsively. I love the Lord who has heard my voice and listened to my supplication. For the Lord has given ear to me whenever I call. The cords of death entangled me. The anguish of the grave came up on me. I came to grief and sorrow. Then I called upon the name of the Lord. O Lord, I pray you, save my life. Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Our God is full of compassion. The Lord watches over the innocent. I was, I was brought, brought low, low and, God and God saved me. me. Turn again to your rest, O my soul, for the Lord has dealt well with you. You have rescued, rescued my life, my life from, death, from death, my eyes from tears, and my, and my feet, feet from, from stumbling. stumbling. I will walk in the presence of the Lord in the land of the living. The second reading is from James, the third chapter, beginning at the first verse. Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers and sisters. For you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. For all of us make mistakes. Anyone who makes no mistakes in speaking is perfect, able to keep the whole body in check with a bridle. If we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we guide their whole bodies. Or look at ships. Though they are so large that it takes strong winds to drive them, yet they are guided by a very small rudder wherever the will of the pilot directs. So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great exploits. How great a forest is set ablaze by a small fire, and the tongue is a fire. The tongue is placed among our members as a world of iniquity. It stains the whole body, <clears throat> sets on fire the cycle of nature, and is itself set on fire by hell. 
For every species of beast and bird, of reptile and sea creature, can be tamed and has been tamed by the human species. But no one can tame the tongue, a restless evil full of deadly poison. With it we bless the Lord and Father, and with it we curse those who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this ought not to be so. Does a spring pour forth with the same opening, both fresh and brackish water? Can a fig tree, my brothers and sisters, yield olives or a grapevine figs? No more can salt water yield fresh. Word of God, word of life. Thanks Thanks be to God. Gospel according to St. Mark. Glory to you, o Lord. Jesus went on with his disciples to the villages of Caesarea Philippi. And on the way, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that I am? And they answered him, John the Baptist, and others Elijah, and still others one of the prophets. Jesus asked them, But who do you say that I am? Peter answered him, You are the Messiah. And Jesus sternly ordered them not to tell anyone about him. Then Jesus began to teach them that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the scribes, the elders, the chief priests, and be killed and after three days rise again. He said all this quite openly. And Peter took Jesus aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and looking at his disciples, Jesus rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan. For you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. He called the crowd with his disciples and said to them, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, but those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what will it profit them to gain the whole world and forfeit their life? Indeed, what can they give in return for their life? Those who are ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of them the Son of Man will also be ashamed when he comes in glory of his Father with the holy angels. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. So for the past few weeks, we've been hearing readings from the book of James. And we Lutherans have a notoriously complicated relationship with James. Luther's attitude was at best ambivalent. In one of his early translations of the Bible, Luther said it has, quote, 
no evangelical character about it, meaning it doesn't have any good news in it. It mentions Jesus like twice. It never mentions the Holy Spirit. Luther's opinion wasn't quite, you should never read James, but more, why would you read James when you could just read Romans again? And it helps to remember that Luther's primary concern in teaching and preaching and translating and all the rest is the relationship between faith and works. Are you saved by your faith in God, or are you saved by your own works? And if that's your primary concern, then James isn't going to be super helpful to you, and you should just go read Romans again. But we might come to this reading with a different question in mind. Not, am I saved by faith or works, but what are the parts of my life that are spiritually significant? And if you come to James with that question in mind, the text opens up in some interesting ways. So what are the parts of our lives that are spiritually or theologically significant? Well, we often draw a bright line between things that are religious and things that are secular, things that are divine and things that are profane, things that are holy and things that are just things. I go to church. That's a religious thing, of course. I go to ShopRite. That's a secular thing. I donate food to the Center for Food Action. That's a holy thing. I teach my kid algebra. That's just an ordinary thing. Pastor Joseph and Pastor Mike up the street are clergy, so they're holy people. I'm not, so I'm just an ordinary person. And James takes that outlook and says, that is completely wrong. That whenever you try to draw a line between places, people, identities that are spiritually important and ones that aren't, you're missing the point. As soon as you start talking about parts, you're getting off track. And you saw a glimpse of that in today's reading from James. James gives this long speech about the dangers of, well, speech. And he makes this interesting little observation in it. He writes that with our speech, we quote, bless the Lord and Father, and with it we curse those who are made in the likeness of God. What's interesting about that line is not the fact that we can say nice things to some people and curse other people. If you've heard one of my homilies and driven Route 17 with me, you know that's true. It's that James describes other people not simply as other people, but as other people who are made in the likeness of God. We tend to think when we're talking to God, that's a religious thing, but when we're engaging with other people, that's just everyday life. But James says that whenever we engage with another person, we're engaging with someone who's made in the likeness of God. So every time we encounter another person or even make a decision that affects another person, we're engaging in something that's spiritually significant. Now that should put us on edge a little bit. It would be easier for us if only part of our lives were spiritually significant. It'd be easier if the only spiritually important thing you did today was come to church because you can focus for an hour and then go do the rest of your day. It would be easier if the only time we had to recognize the image of God was when we were serving other people. But James says that every single interaction we have with others has the potential to be significant in the eyes of God. 
And that's exactly why James wants us to be careful with becoming teachers. Is being a teacher a bad thing? No, of course not. Being a teacher is great. And James even gives us this whole list of great images of the difference you can make. The spark that starts a fire, the rudder that steers a boat, the bit that controls a horse. Teachers are great and important and makes a big difference. The problem that James is addressing is people's assumption that being a teacher is the only way they can do work that matters in the eyes of God. That my life over here isn't as important as these teachers over here, and if I could just get with these teachers, then I could really do something significant. James says it isn't that you shouldn't be a teacher if that's what you feel called to do. It's that you shouldn't assume that's the only way that you can do something meaningful. So the vision that James gives us here has two significant upshots for us. One has to do with us, one has to do with other people. And the first one we've already talked about, which is that every part of our lives has the potential to be spiritually meaningful. And this is just what we mean by vocation. That we're always interacting with other people who bear the likeness of God. So vocation isn't a sort of goal you acquire or somewhere you get to. It's a perspective on your life that lets you see how you serve God and others every single day. And with a couple of exceptions, Alita's here, Anna's here, most of you aren't teachers, so you don't need to worry about this. But many of us have some sort of station in life that we come back to again and again and think, well, if I could get there, then I could do something really important. If I only had this job, if I only had this relationship, this experience, this asset, then I could do something really important. James tells us you don't have to look for meaning somewhere else. And the second upshot that James gives us is a way to understand diversity. And James's vision of the church and the world, the diversity of gifts and experiences is a good thing. If you can do spiritually meaningful stuff in every part of your life, you don't need everyone to end up in the same place. So not everybody has to become a teacher. Not everyone has the same gifts and talents and expressions and traditions. And the thing that holds us together as a community is not how alike we are, but that Christ is at the center. Some of the most spiritually important work that we do as a community is creating space for others to grow into Christ as they are and not just trying to make them more like us. So take those two things together and you get a pretty neat vision of God's creation. A life of discipleship, James tells us, is not about waiting for the occasional moment of excitement in between years of irrelevance. It's learning to see the world and one another as brimming with potential. That we are always made in the likeness of God and we're always growing into Christ together. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
come before our triune God in prayer. Revealing God, you have made yourself known through bread and wine, water and word. Continue to nurture your church, that it might be a place where your presence is experienced and shared. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We're going to go back. I was so excited about the prayers, I skipped the creed. So let's go back and do the creed. Joining together with the whole church around the world, let us confess our faith using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again, he ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, 
and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us come before our triune God in prayer. Creating God, you brought life into being and called it good. Bring new creation to lands devastated by tornadoes, hurricanes, floods, fire, and disaster. Restore forests and curb overflowing waters. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Protecting God, you desire all people to live in peace and safety. Provide for all who are in danger. Strengthen first responders who meet the needs of others. Provide care and compassion as they face trauma themselves. We pray especially this week for the people of Ghana and Nigeria. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Transforming God, you announce release to the captives and freedom to the oppressed. Break chains of discrimination and injustice. Amplify voices that go unheard and inspire us to advocate for those who are overlooked. If you have any other petitions, I invite you to offer those at this time. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, set our hearts on fire with love for Christ and for one another. Renew our desires and labors to serve others. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. With thanksgiving, we remember those who have died. Keep us in communion with all the saints until we at last find our rest in you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our, prayer. hear our prayer. We offer these prayers in the name of the one who hears our voice and supplications, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. And may the peace of the Lord be with you always and also, also with you. the heavens we want to see you home. 
Show us your glory. Show us, show us your power. Show us, show us your glory, Lord. Show us, show us your glory. Show us, show us your power. Show us, show us your glory, Lord. God of all goodness and grace, receive the gifts we offer and grant that our whole life may give you glory and praise through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be he with you and also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord, our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through our Savior, Jesus Christ who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. God, beginning and end, source and goal. You are perfect communion, perfect love, perfect life. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, the mother of us all. In the beginning, your spirit moved over the waters, calling forth life in which you took delight. 
When humanity was first overcome by shame, you sought them out and found them. When your people were enslaved in Egypt, you heard their cries and led them into freedom. And in the fullness of time, you sent your servant Christ, our brother, to redeem us from death and give to us your life. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. And again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. By this bread and wine, O God, may your word take on flesh in us as we join with all your people at table, with matriarchs and patriarchs, prophets and psalmists, tax collectors and holy innocents. May your reign of peace and justice come to life in us. For all praise and honor be given unto you, Holy One of Israel, Carpenter Son of Nazareth, Holy Spirit of every nation and tongue, now and forever. Amen. And gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The body of Christ given for you, and the blood of Christ shed for you. Let us break bread together on our knees. Let us break bread together on our knees. When I fall on my knees with my face to the rising sun, oh, Lord, have mercy on me. Let us drink wine together on our knees. Let us drink wine together on our knees. When I fall on my knees with my face to the rising sun, oh, Lord, have mercy on me. Let us praise God together on our knees. Let us praise God together on our knees. When I fall on my knees with my face to the rising sun, oh, Lord, have mercy on me. Let us pray. Lord God, the source of truth and love to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, united in prayer in the breaking of the bread, and one in joy 
and simplicity of heart. In Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. up for any announcements, joys, and concerns. Did anyone have anything you wanted to share with the congregation? Okay, I have a few things I want to let you know. Why don't we'll start boring and then we'll get more exciting as we go here. Um, the first thing I want to let you know is some building updates that are going on. Uh, Joe Salerno is going to be fixing the ceiling tile issues this week now that the roof is done. We don't have water coming into the building, so now we're cleaning up the issues we had. That should be done by next weekend. Uh, we just got the estimate for the HVAC repairs that need to be made uh, this weekend. 
Council will review those tomorrow night and take a look at those. So that's all moving along. Uh, I also want to let you know we're getting more exciting here. Next week is Wyckoff Day on Saturday. Uh, there's a sign-up. I saw Jody is going to hang out with me from 11 to noon. You can come by for an hour or so. Please uh, sign up in advance just so we can spread people out over the day. Uh, so I invite you to come through and do that. And then the most exciting announcement I have, drum roll, confirmation, you're hanging out with me after service today. Uh, we can just meet up here and we'll meet in the shade for a bit. Okay, sounds good. And Jason's going to do Joplin, which got rained out last yes. week. Uh, so we're going to do that this week. And that is all I have for announcements, so I invite you to receive the blessing. We go into the world to walk in God's light, to rejoice in God's love, and to reflect God's glory. And may Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit bless you now and forever. Amen. Go in peace. Walk before the Lord. Thanks be to God.